That one, year number four. It's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 275 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming from Sandusky, Ohio, hot Sandusky, Ohio, and I am thrilled that you're listening. In this episode, I'm going to be going through my round 17 tips and going to be joined by my buddy, my mate, Mick Aussie, here in just a few moments to get his take on the round as well. Don't forget that if you are interested in getting your local footy club a shout-out during an upcoming episode, make sure you drop me an email at eankonthefootygmail.com. Hit me up on any of my socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find all of those links over on my website, eankonthefooty.com. I do spend a lot of time on Twitter at yank underscore on. Love being able to highlight these clubs. In fact, today's club of the episode are the Cheltenham Rosellas Football and Netball Club. And the Rosellas play in the Southern Football League. The club was founded in 1890. And in 1909, they ultimately moved into their home ground where the Cheltenham Recreational Reserve and the Jack Barker Oval stands today. Now, some of the Rosellas that have played VFL and AFL football include the 1956 Brownlow medalist Peter Box and St. Kilda legend and Australian Football Hall of Famer Trevor Barker. Now, you'll have to let me know because I did not delve into this, but are Jack Barker and Trevor Barker related to one another? I'm curious to know that. Now, the club's current side sits at the top of their ladder with a record of 10 wins and one loss. And this weekend, the club faces off against St. St. Paul's McKinnon at the McKinnon Reserve. And I want to wish the Rosellas the absolute best as they continue their pursuit of an SFNL premiership. Now, ladies and gentlemen, lots of things going on in footy news. Um, I, uh, I'm not sure if uh, Edward Snowden... Um, or perhaps Julian Assange came up with this, but uh, the big scandal this week is, of course, what they're calling Dicky Leaks, which I guess when you get to be a certain age, that's likely to happen inevitability, inevitably, whether you want it to or not. Um, so, sorry about that. Uh, as somebody who just turned 60 here recently, not confirming or denying, just saying I turned 60 recently, and we're going to leave it at that, okay? But, uh, you know, my first question was, when I heard about this, why in the hell are 45-plus AFL players taking dick pics of one another, or of themselves, or having them taken of themselves? Um, now I, I, again, I, I guess if you're in much better shape than I am and I'm in much better shape than I used to be, I'm now down 155 pounds, uh, in the last 23 months. I, uh, just hit another milestone there. So I'm pretty pleased about that. Um, but I guess maybe, maybe when you're that age and in that shape, maybe you do these kinds of things, but what it, I, that's what I was thinking initially, but I thought there's, there's no way that's happening. So, so as I'm reading, uh, and I'm looking at some of this stuff on uh, through Code Sports, and I'm reading an article through uh, Alice Coster, which was posted earlier today. Um, it sounds as though some of these may be deep fakes uh, that uh, you know they, they were sent out in a Google Drive link. Now I send out Google Drive links to guests on the podcast, and they're usually like, "Hey, here's the questions we're going to talk about." That's all that's in those, uh, but. You know, you're, they're trying to figure out who sent these things out. Is it somebody who just happens to be very crafty with Photoshop, that sort of thing? Uh, you know, and again, I haven't seen any names, and I don't care to see any names. It doesn't really matter to me. Uh, but if it sounds like these are all or possibly fictitious, I guess the big question would be, is this person talented enough to recreate some of the tattoos and the tattoo sleeves that many players happen to have. I mean, if, if you got that kind of t ability, you could probably make yourself a really decent living doing other sorts of graphic arts works rather than doing something silly like this. Now, again, I tried to get my wife interested in watching footy by 
sharing with her a couple of articles from a few years ago where you had clubs that were training at the beach and they're budgie smugglers. I don't think I'm going to try to access this Google Drive file anywhere and share this with her because uh, I don't think I want her watching the game quite that badly. But this is just, it's, it's just, it's interesting. This kind of thing happens all the time. And again, from what I'm reading in the article, again, from Code Sports, um, this one is entitled AFL Nude F Leak Scandal Dubbed Dickie Leak Sparked a Mad Scramble in the Industry. Um, you know, they're trying to find out who did it. They're trying to find out, you know, and I guess there's legislation in Australia that has been passed uh, that could warrant um, people possibly being prosecuted if they find out w who it actually was. Uh, you know, so it's a, uh, it is, it's interesting. And, uh, you know, I, I, um, Jimmy Bartell, um, was quoted on radio, uh, saying it was disgusting, saying many of them appear to be doctored or fakes. Uh, but then it follows up then saying many of them were not. And again, I don't know names. I don't know if any of us need to know names, but if you're, if you're a consenting adult and this is something you want to do and you try to keep it private, then I... I guess that's certainly your prerogative to do that, but uh, these kinds of stories tend to crop up every once in a while, and it's it's a little uh, it's a little disturbing. Um, I guess it's one of those things where you say, okay, well, I better have much stronger passwords on my uh, things than I happen to have, or you know, a VPN or whatever it is that you need to try to secure your data. Um, so that's the most unique story that's going on uh, this week. But then there was also a story that broke, and I saw John Ralph had uh, tweeted about this, and uh, it sounds like uh, we may have a midseason trade period coming next year. Now, for those of you who've listened to the podcast uh, for a while, uh, I've, I've talked about how this type of thing uh, has occurred in the NBA, not, too, not so much in the NFL, um, okay, yeah, and, and I'm not a big NHL fan, so I'm not, I, I know trades happen in the NHL, but Major League Baseball, you see trades like this happen all the time. And I, and I've used in, in the past, and I don't think I've talked about it this year, but I know like last year, for example, I, I spoke as an example, um, about a player like Todd Goldstein. And as I was having that conversation during episodes last year, this was before the Cats won the premiership, you know, Let's be honest here. You know the Cats' ruck position. While Reese Stanley played admirably, they won a premiership with him in the ruck. Reese Stanley's not going to be listed likely in your top five or top ten rucks in the comp. He's very serviceable. He does what he does well. But I think I had hypothesized last year that you know would would a you know. And again, I was not advocating. I wasn't saying that this should happen, but I was I was simply saying that, you know, if a player um, was keen to do so. Now, in Major League Baseball, if, you, if you've reached a certain uh, amount of time in the game, if you've been in the league for 10 years and you've been with a club for five years, you quite often have the ability to veto a trade to another team. Or sometimes players uh, get to uh, put into their contracts teams that they do not want to be traded to. And of course, if somebody says, hey, we do want to trade you to Club X or Team X, they may get a, like a little bit of a kicker in their contract, which pays them some extra money in order for that to happen. Now, I don't think that the AFL is going to be overrun with um, a number of uh, midseason trades should this come to fruition next year. But there might be some instances where a player could come out and help another side. Um, you know, the, the, the article that, that John Ralph, uh, crafted with, uh, along with, uh, Glenn McFarland and Jay Clark, um, talked about that there are some possibilities that can come out of this, that, you know, the club that would make the trade of a player, um, for more opportunity, basically to, you know, to try to improve, uh, you know, things later on, uh, might have to retain their sa salary, uh, for that season while they play elsewhere. So they might have to pay for their salary, a little Brody Grundy action there. Uh, they might get the draft pick as an exchange for that. Uh, the new club might be able to get the flexibility of spreading out the salary over, uh, into the TPP for the next two or three years. Uh, and, and again, if it's a player who happens to be a free agent at the end of the season, you may only have them for eight or ten games, and then they move on to another club. Maybe they go back to the club that they had previously played with. And that's why I had said that you know if you had somebody like a Todd Goldstein who is going to be 
you know, a kangaroo for life. But, you know, had he had the inkling to say, sure, you know what, I'll go ahead and take my chances and go down the, the, the M1 to Geelong for, you know, the second half of the season and possibly win a premiership. But maybe at the end of the season, if his contract was up, he could have re-signed with North Melbourne, but he would have had a, a premiership medal. Okay, and again, I'm just using him as an example. I'm not saying Todd Goldstein needs to go anywhere. Um, and the third thing they mentioned is that you know, clubs might have to push back existing contracts into later seasons, back-ending the current deals. Yeah, so they're, And it sounds like they're trying to get away from things like what the Cats took advantage of last year with Jack Bowes, uh, with the deal that they made with the uh, Gold Coast Suns, where they took on his salary. They took the player and the number seven pick in the draft, um, who turned out to be Jai Clark, who I'm hoping is going to be a phenomenal player. Uh, is not getting a game this week, if I'm not mistaken here. So this is a lot that's up in the air. But, you know, one of the interesting things about this uh, is that while there is that whirlwind of activity that happens during the trade period at the end of the season, this adds to a lot of intrigue. If you're a sports fan here in the United States, especially in baseball, um, you know, before the trade deadline, you know, the, 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 the MLB network will have, you know, trade deadline shows where they're hypothesizing what trades could possibly be made. And, and there's a lot more trades that get made in baseball than, than happen in footy and pretty much in any other game as well, because you have players who are playing in the minor leagues, like the equivalent of the Sandful, Waffle, VFL, that sort of thing, even further down the list, you know, much younger um, players who are just starting out, who might have the prospects of being great players down the road, uh, but uh, they're you know the club that's trading for them might be banking on the possibility of them being a successful player. Uh, so you might see a, a player like a Todd Goldstein get you know get uh, traded for maybe a. I'm just going to use an ex- as an example, maybe a uh, you know a Shannon Neal who could possibly become a, a decent ruck down the road. You know if he sticks around with the Cats, um, that that might be somebody who becomes a ruck of the future for for the, uh, the, the ruse. And again, using this same example that I've been previously using, but it was interesting though. Uh, and I want to go back to the, the, the leaked photo scandal there. Um, real quickly, I did, I did put something up on Twitter yesterday, you know, that where it said, you know, the AFL was investigating, um, police aware of the nude photos thing of more than 45 players, which sounds like some of them are fakes. And I know they randomly put the video clips underneath there, but there was a there was an image of Clayton Oliver and one of the trainers from Melbourne, with the trainer basically got his hand kind of pointed into um, into Oliver's chest, explaining to him you know the issues with his hamstring because it sounds like he's going to be out for another month yet as well. And I don't know is there going to be a breakup in Melbourne between he and uh, the D's? Is is Clayton Oliver going to be available at the end of this year? Because it sounds like there's not a there's some angst that's going on there from what I've been able to gather, but just the picture that they put underneath that. And again, it was random. It just really didn't fit well with that. So let's go ahead and jump into the round and get into the tips before we talk to Mick Aussie. Now I, I did tip the ruse or not the ruse, the, uh, the Tigers to win, uh, the game this morning. They played a terrible first half. Uh, Toby Nankervis is probably going to miss a game or two. Um, they did get the win there. You know, again, I'm recording this uh, with Mick after, about 12 hours after that game has ended. Um, maybe about 10 hours, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm working a summer job because, again, I'm, I'm hoping to be in Australia for three and a half weeks or so next footy season. So um, I'm setting aside money for airfare and that type of thing. Uh, and I'm, I think I have most of the airfare already set aside uh, at this point in time, I got to be honest, I am working my ass off. I'm, I'm uh, working at the local amusement park. And again, somebody who's 60, I'm, uh, I'm traversing the front and rear of the, uh, of the amusement park, which is one of the biggest on the planet, Cedar Point, and emptying trash cans. I'm emptying roughly 200 trash cans every single day. And in most cases, I'm, I'm carrying, the, it, it's, it's like almost like a, uh, I'm, I'm not an Iron Man, I'm a Jello Man. But, you know, carrying these, you know, 30, 40 pound bags of trash, you know, hundreds of yards from where I'm collecting them to my truck because I can't get the truck anywhere near where the cans are and that sort of thing. So I'm getting one hell of a workout doing this this summer because that's how bad I want to be in Australia next year. So let's look at the rest of the games this round. We got the Bulldogs hosting Collingwood at Marvel. That's the 5.50 a.m. game for me tomorrow morning. I am excited about that one. That is going to be get up, out of bed, have the coffee ready to go kind of a game. Now, looking at this one, Anthony Scott is the sub. Mitch Hannon is injured. Ed Richards back in for the Bulldogs. 
Ryan Gardner's playing game 50. Now some big outs for the Magpies. Braden Maynard is injured. Brody Majacek injured. I didn't think that ever happened. I didn't think Majacek got injured. Harvey Harrison is a sub. Ash Johnson's back in. And Jordan Degoe is back in. Now, Maynard out, Majacek out. And again, last week, I blew it. I tipped the Suns to beat the Magpies. I thought, you know, the, Sun, the Suns needed to uh, to get a win. Uh, they needed a, a, a big scalp, if you will, to, to put themselves... Uh, out there in the uh, in the contention for the eight, and of course they've got you know, Port Adelaide coming up this week, and we'll get to them in just a moment. Um, I have this funny feeling, though, you know that ha- you know that this one's away from the MCG, and of course I know the Pie supporters will sh- will show up at 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 Marvel. I don't know, do, do Pie supporters do as much complaining about playing at Marvel as Richmond supporters do? I I, I don't know the answer to that question, but uh, you know I, I I don't think Craig McRae has has made those kinds of comments as has a, a previous uh, position holder there uh, for the yellow and black. Um, now I just have this funny feeling about this game, and uh, you know my my fellow American, uh, huge Bulldog supporter Fro Jernhardt and his wife are on vacation right now. They just landed in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think Fro's Bulldogs are going to open the door for Port Adelaide to leap into the top spot on the ladder this weekend. I'm going with the Bulldogs. Again, another hunch. And I think my check being out might just open the door enough for them. I'm going with the Bulldogs to win this one by nine points. And then we head to the GABA for Brisbane hosting the West Coast Eagles. Now, this is interesting. You've got Jerry McGovern and Tim Kelly back in for the Eagles. Harry Bar- Barnett's the sub. Luke Shuey's injured. Shannon Hearn's injured. Big list for Brisbane. Kalamachi injured. Darcy Fort's the sub. Jared Berry injured. Josh Dunkley injured. Lincoln McCarthy suspended. Dane Zorko, Jack Gunston, James Madden, and Jared Lyons all back in. Now, there's some big names out for the Lions. A couple big names back in for the West Coast Eagles. Um, are the Eagles going to win? No. They're not going to win. But I do think this game is going to be much closer than people anticipate. I really do. I just have a feeling that the Eagles are going to get close in this one. I've got the Lions winning this one by 10 points. I don't think this is going to be that 50, 60, 80-point blowout that we've been seeing. I think there's enough firepower out for the Lions that the Eagles are going to be able to make this a competitive game here. All right? And then we head to Giant Stadium up in Sydney for GWS hosting Hawthorne. Nick Haynes, uh, the sub. Uh, Ryan Anglin also listed as a sub, so I'm not sure which one of them is actually going to be the sub and which is not. Uh, Lockie Whitfield is in. Harry Morrison omitted. Lloyd Meek omitted. Luke Bruce injured. Sam Butler omitted for Hawthorne. Denver Granger Barras, Jaron Impey, and Tyler Brockman in for Hawthorne. Now, the Giants are only four points out of the top eight right now, and they've got some percentage to make up, but this is a club that, again, has played solid footy all year, and they just keep creeping along and moving slowly up there. And are they going to make the eight this year? Is this a good enough side to make the eight? I don't know. I don't know. They they you know, they you know shipped a lot of players out at the end of 2022. You know they brought, they brought in some great youngsters, but I think that they need a little bit more seasoning here. But I do think that this is a game that GWS is going to win. Okay, they've taken they've taken some big scalps this year. Haven't knocked off the Cats for, what, the third year in a row down in Geelong? Trust me, I remember that one. Um, I'm going with the Giants to win this one by 15. I think it might be closer if, if James Sicily was playing. Uh, but I think they're going to make it a push. I'm not sure if it gets them into the eight, though, by the time things are all said and done. Now, we move on to Marvel. And there are three games at Marvel this weekend and only one at the MCG, if I'm not mistaken. St. Kilda hosting Melbourne. And some big, big injuries here as well. Bradley Hill injured. Jack Higgins injured. Josh Battle injured. Ryan Burns omitted. Jack Billings. Zane Cordy and Zach Jones in for St. Kilda. Jack Steele's playing game 150 for the Saints. Christian Salem playing game 154 Melbourne. Taj Wowden is debuting. Charlie Spargo also in. James Jordan in. Bailey Frisch injured. James Harms omitted, Joel Smith omitted, Cade Chandler also omitted. Now, I'm interested in this because I I guess I need to look at the injury list a little bit more closely, but I would have thought no Bailey Fritch that would have made complete sense 
to bring Ben Brown back in. I mean, you got you got a guy who's won the Coleman who's sitting down in the VFL. And Jacob Van Ruin also not playing this week. So I'm not sure what's going on with Melbourne here. Um, you know, the Saints have a shot at pushing their way back into the four. Um, and I think they're going to make it because I'm going with the Saints to win this one by seven points. I think it's a hell of a matchup. And Peps, if you're listening, I know you're not going to be happy with that pick, but I'm not sure what's going on with the uh, – the demons right now, and I, I think there needs to be some sort of an exorcism for this club if they're going to find their way through and have a successful finals campaign if they get there. And I, I think they're going to get there, but it, this is just a slightly dysfunctional group at this moment in time. And then we head to the Adelaide Oval for Port Adelaide hosting Gold Coast. And out for Gold Coast, Ben Long, Malcolm Rosas. Tuke Miller back in the side for Gold Coast. Not a moment too soon for the Suns. They desperately need his leadership out there. Charlie Dixon playing game 100. And this is a number I'm really surprised by. Jeremy Finlayson only playing game 100 at this point in time in his career. Dante Vicentini omitted. Jace Burgoyne, the sub. Quentin Narkel omitted. Riley Bonner also omitted. Junior Rioli, Lockie Jones, and Sam Hayes. Back in for Port Adelaide. And I'm going to go ahead and I'll fess up to it again. Yes, I did in fact tip the Suns to beat the Pies last week. Of course, I also tipped that the Sun, that the Pies were not going to be playing finals this year uh, when I did my preseason picks, and we know how that went. Uh, like I said, Miller's back, and if my tips are right, the power might be at the top of the ladder by the end of the weekend. And the Suns have got to start putting some wins on the board. Um, yes, the, uh, the, you know, the, the, Senior coach Stuart Dew got the quote unquote vote of confidence. Um, I believe you know from the, the club president who I, if I'm not mistaken, he was on vacation out of the country. Um, didn't know you went on vacation during the season, but I, I guess that can happen. Uh, I don't remember what vacations are, I don't have those much anymore. Um, but like I said, the Suns need to get a win. I don't think they're getting it this week, however. I think Port Adelaide, despite uh, Tuke Miller's return. I think Port Adelaide's going to win this one by 11. I think they're jumping back to the top spot of the ladder here. And they may very well hold on to that the rest of the year. Who knows? I mean, this is this is this, this is a club that uh, might just be a club of destiny. And wouldn't that make for one hell of a story if they go through the entire season? And again, I'm not. I'm. I'm hoping the Cats figure things out, and of course, come back and, and win the win the premiership from the bottom of the you know the bottom of the eight. That's what I'm hoping, as as you folks know. But wouldn't it be an awesome story? An awesome story if Port Adelaide runs the table the rest of the way, wins the finals, wins the premiership, hoists the cup, and Ken Hinckley leaves to go coach somewhere now else next year. I mean, just. You know, again, he's in the driver's seat as far as this sort of thing goes. He he has, you know, whatever options are going to be out there, he is going to have. And he's going to be able to make those decisions for him, you know, for himself to decide where it is that he wants to, to coach next year. I, now, I, I think at this point in time, Port Adelaide would love to have him back. You win 13 games in a row, your club wants you back. But he's going to have options, I think. And again, I'm not I'm not predicting what jobs are going to be open, but he's going to probably have his choice of those jobs should he choose to do so and probably be able to put himself in for a significant raise in his salary as well, if that's what he wants to do, even if he stays at Port Adelaide. But I'm going with Port to win this one by 11. I think it's going to be a competitive game. But I think Port Adelaide is on a mission. And, uh, you know, kind of like uh, Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi from the Blues Brothers, we're on a mission from God. Uh, yeah, okay, maybe you're too young to remember that movie. Great film. I was a huge John Belushi fan. I was in boot camp or basic training for the Navy when he died. And it's really frowned upon uh, when you cry in basic training. Uh, but I did nonetheless when I got a letter from my mom telling me that he had passed away. And uh, was very, very sad about that. Now, we head to GMBHA Stadium, or as Nick Costa on Facebook likes to call it, the Cow Paddock. I disagree with that. And it's nice to see the seats actually going in and the new stand out there. Um, it's going to be great to see that finally finished and that stand full of people next year. Hopefully I'm one of the people sitting in one of those brand new seats next year. But the Cats are hosting North Melbourne. And this is an interesting matchup here, okay? Yeah, because the Cats, they blew 
a great opportunity last week. And if you remember, I, I said the Cats were going to win last week in Sydney, but I said it was going to be a hell of a lot closer than the 90-whatever-point blowout it was back in round six in Geelong. And Sydney probably should have won that game. Okay, Sydney should have won that game. I'm just Okay, I'm going to say it. Sydney should have won that game. The Cats played very poorly. They played very poorly. Now, the Cats are running out of time to get, you know, their ship righted before the, the top eight reaches safe harbor. Um, now, let's look at who's in and who's out here. Uh, first off for North Melbourne, Cooper Harvey's debuting. Liam Shields injured. Will Phillips omitted. Charlie Lazaro, Flynn Perez, Lockie Young, and Tristan Zeri also in for the ruse. The Cats are managing Isaac Smith, Jake Colajasny injured, and Jed Buse injured. And Brandon Parfit, Mark O'Connor, Mitch Nevitt, Oyson Mullen, Oliver Dempsey, and Sam Menegola are all listed on the extended uh, interchange because uh, I don't think they've actually finalized that as of yet. Uh, but, you know, like I said, they this the Cats, this Cats club, they've, they've been struck by injuries. Lots of clubs have. Look at what St. Kilda did earlier this year, battling when half their club was on the injury list, and they're they're fighting to get into the top four this weekend. So while I would while I would love to, to pacify my own concern and say, well, yeah, the Cats have had a lot of injuries, that's no goddamn excuse, okay? No excuse at all. The Cats need to start playing better football than they've been playing. They've had injuries all over, but so have a lot of other clubs. They need, this is a defending premiership side, and most of those premiership players are playing. They need to start racking up some wins. Is it going to happen? I don't know. I mean, they're, they're battling for the eight, okay? They're, they, fortunately, they get to play Essen two more times, or two times yet this year, okay? Uh, but they've got a tough run home here. They've been dysfunctional. They've been unlucky. And quite frankly, they're kicking, despite the efforts of somebody who I think is, should be an All-Australian this year, Brian Myers, they're kicking has not been great, okay? Um, no Jezza again this week. Uh, you know, North, even though they've lost 13 in a row, have been playing hard footy. They've been thumped a few times, but Clarko's supposedly on the way back. Brett Ratton has been, you know, making them competitive and helping them be competitive. The Cats cannot afford to look past this Ruse club because if they do, this club can sneak up and bite them right on the butt and put a nail in the Cats' finals coffin. Because this is the last of what you what people might be perceiving to be the gimmies, if you will, the game that they sh- absolutely should win. Because if you look at their the way they're closing out the season this year, it is not going to be easy. Okay, they they have got a run home that is not a lot of fun here. I'm going to go ahead and open that up real quickly uh, as we go on here. So after the ruse this week, they've got the Bombers, Lions, Dockers, Port Adelaide, the Magpies, the Saints, and the Bulldogs. Yeah, that sounds like seven wins right there. Doesn't it? No, it doesn't. They're going to have to fight tooth and nail to win as many of those as they possibly can. Now, I'm going to go with the Cats to win by 15, but this is a game where they need to just take the ruse, put them to the sword, rack up as many points as they can, add a few points to the percentage because they're going to be battling the rest of the year in some very hard-fought, close wins with clubs who are battling not necessarily to be in the eight, but to be in the four. So they have things to play for as well. They don't have, yeah, they got a lot of games at home. So that does bode well for them. But this is a club that really needs to start racking up some wins here. But I am going with the Cats to win by 15. And we got our last two games of the weekend. We've got Essendon hosting Adelaide at Marvel. Uh, Jai Caldwell playing game 50 for Essendon. If your name is Nick and you don a sash, you're playing this weekend because Nick Bryan, Nick Hine, Nick Cox are all in. James Borlase, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, is debuting. Jordan Butts injured. Elliot Himmelberg, Harry Schoenberg, and Patrick Parnell in for the Crows. And I'm really curious to see how the Crows are going to perform away from the Adelaide Oval. You know, the Bombers have dropped two in a row, including that heartbreaking after the siren kick from Dan Houston. Hell of a kick on his part. But, uh, you know, if this was being played in Adelaide, I would probably be going for the Crows fairly easily here. But with it being at Marvel, I'm going to go with the Bombers to win this one and solidify their spot in the eight a little bit. I'm going with the Bombers to win this one by eight points. I, this is going to be a heck of a matchup here. And there's some, you know, and again, uh, the way my work schedule is right now, I'm having to watch highlights and games on delay. So if you're looking for me on social media during games, I'm probably at work, 
or I'm sleeping because I have to be at work at uh, on the weekends at 6 a.m. my time, which is, let's see, 14 hours. That's 8 p.m. on uh, like Saturday and Sunday evenings, uh, Melbourne time. So I'm, I'm having to get some, some shut-eye before I go into work because it's a little stressful, What I'm a little strenuous. Not stressful, it's mindless. And I don't mind mindless in terms of this job. But it's kicking my butt in a good way. And we get to the last game of the round. We got Fremantle hosting Carlton out at Optus. Charlie Kernow playing game 100. Nick Newman playing game 100. Alex Pierce playing game 100. Carl Warner debuting for Fremantle. Nat Fife is out injured. Bailey Banfield, Corey Wagner, and Sam Sturt in. Lockie Cowan, Matthew Cottrell, and Tom DeKoenig in for the Blues. And the Dockers really need to get back to level this week. They've, they've not been great either. You know, it remains to be seen how long Nat Fife's going to be out. Um, Carlton's got the opportunity to jump them and begin that arduous climb back into the finals contention. They've let a lot of games get away from them. Uh, can they do it? Sure they can. I sound like Bob the Builder here. Um, are they going to do it? I think it happens this week. You know, even though I have this little minuscule grudge that I like to joke about with the Blues, I think they're going to get a much-needed road win here. I'm going to go with Carlton to win by five with Charlie Kernow kicking the game winner late in the fourth quarter. So there's my picks for this week. Let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Mick Aussie and see what Mick has to say about this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to be joined again by my mate Mick Aussie. And uh, Mick, how are you doing fine, sir? Yep, warm, but good to be out and about. Sunshine, beautiful summer because the winter's going to be rough up here, as you know, mate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you got you got to enjoy it while you can. We we get pretty decent winters here as well, but we've been up around uh, 30 degrees Celsius for the last five days. And uh, well, let's just say that I have uh, I've started to reach more weight goals uh, as a result of being able to, to schlep around all those trash bags. But I love this mindless job that I'm doing this summer because I don't like I said, I don't have to really think about it too much. So got some intriguing games this week. And uh, well, um. We've also got some other things going on as well, and I addressed it in the outset, but uh, do, do you want to? I, I kind of dove into this a little bit, but they're, they're, they're coining it Dicky Leaks <laughs> on Code Sports. And, uh, wow. Yeah. And supposedly, wow. supposedly some of these things are, you know, doctored images that they aren't the real people that uh, are being depicted here. But uh, I, 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 I did mention that, you know, when you reach a certain age, sometimes that may not be all that uh, involuntary that you have that sort of thing going on. Yeah, I've been listening today <laughs> about the reports, and luckily the AFL got a good relationship with Google and they got most of it down within 30 hours, but I'm sure it's going to be reappearing. And, yeah, it's scary, isn't it, mate? You just don't know what's real. AI, and we talked about a couple of weeks ago that, you know, with AI, you can be doing these deep fake videos, and obviously some of this AI has popped up in these photos of the nudie AFL players. But yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not going to care much about it. I mean, yeah, so it doesn't yeah. interest me. I, I like the female variety, but hey, everyone do their well, own. Well, right? we're we're not going to go there either uh, <laughs> here on this, but. Uh, yeah, because you know, I, yeah, we're we're going to be equal opportunity and uh, and uh, you know kind of you know gloss over this as quickly as we can here and uh, uh, but what do you think about the 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 discussion that's happening now about the trade period coming in during the season next year? Yeah, like we said probably a month ago, it's a bit different back home where mm -hmm. people are making maximum one million dollars, kind of. And some kids on what two, three hundred thousand, still damn good money. Don't get right, me wrong, but right, you got to uproot your family and move to a different city. I'm not sure that it's fair. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. I I read an article today that talked about you know that they they thought there might be three or four players you know that would get moved, you know, during a like a trade period in that type. They didn't give any examples, but you know, I've always talked about the example of like Todd Goldstein, and kind of looked at him as well. But uh, you know, I, he's going to retire a rue, but. Uh, Let's jump into the games this week because we have some intriguing matchups. Um, have you looked at the ins and outs for this week? I did look through this morning. Yes, okay. I did actually. Okay, so we got the Bulldogs hosting Collingwood at Marvel, and I asked because uh, I don't know the answer to this, but I, I don't think that uh, that 
Magpie supporters tend to whinge quite as much about playing at Marvel on occasion as some other people might. Oh, are you talking about those black and yellow tigers, Marvel? Eh? Yeah, no, Magpies, <laughs> they get it lucky, though, really. They get so many games at the MCG, but hey, it's about money, and when you can get 70,000, 80,000 regular at MCG, I suppose you can't blame the AFL I... for that. I think you're right on that one. And this is this is an intriguing matchup. So I want to hear what you think about this one. Well, first of all, I see two of the ins, Jordan Dugowie. Wow, he's a good player. Yeah. And Ash Johnson, I've been listening this week. He played in the VFL last week and he did the famous showboat and got caught and they even ripped his pants down. So that's pretty funny <laughs> that he got caught showboating and you and I probably the famous Dallas Cowboy guy in the Super Bowl showboated and Leon Lett. For a touchdown. <laughs> so I laugh at things yep. like that. You should never do stuff like that. Never rub stuff something in someone's face because that's karma, mate. But I see he's back in. Well, oh, it's a good game, isn't it? I see the Magpies are favoured by eleven and a half. Dogs had a good win over the Dockers in the last five minutes. I'm going to pick the Magpies, but. Kind of might have upset special written over it if the Magpies aren't mentally 100% turned on. Well, I thought, you know, also not having Brody Majacek in there as well as Braden Maynard being out. Uh, I went with the Bulldogs on this one. You know, I I, I, wow. I, I guess, you know, I, I this is, again, me continuing to try to push to get my uh, my tip right at the beginning of the year that said that the Pies <laughs> won't play finals. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'm gonna maybe I'm a tip against the pies the rest of the year. Who knows? No, I just yeah. think the Bulldogs are the, the, you know, I think my check not being in there, you know, is just to me, to me, I still think that he's, you know, in the in the forward structure, I think he's the glue that holds that club together. Um, you know, so if, if they can make up for him, then I think the pies will win. But I think the Bulldogs have a really good shot here in this one. Yeah, you're right. My check, he got overlooked in several drafts and I think he made his debut when he's like 26 27 I'm with you absolutely yeah. great versatile forward that you'd you'd always pick in your top six anywhere in those forward lines right, absolutely right. yeah so we head off then to the GABA for the West Coast Eagles facing off against Brisbane and lots of interesting ins and outs on this one you know Josh Dunkley out Jared Berry's out uh, McCarthy suspended Tim Kelly's back in. Shannon Hearn uh, back out again. Shuey's out. I, I I don't think the Eagles are going to win this one. Oh, it's unbelievable. The spread was about 82 and a half. And I think if you put a dollar on, you got dollar and one cent back. Or It's ridiculous. But, yeah, Zorko and Gunston, the guys that uh, – said they didn't want to play or drop them a few weeks ago. I still can't believe that. Well, yeah. Dewey and Hearn were their two best players, I think, last week, and now they're out against, oh, Eagles, eh? At least they put up a good fight against the Saints, but Nah, Lions will win that. Wow, yeah. 82 spread. That's huge. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a closer game than people imagine because I think, you know, you've got some big outs for the Lions as well, but I, 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 I just... The Eagles have played a little better in the last couple of weeks, but but again, there there there's not enough ammunition in the uh, in the armory for them to get over the hump against somebody like Brisbane. But I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think it's going to be, though. I don't think I think that eighty two is is maybe too big of a margin. But again, what do I know about the wagering aspect of things? <laughs> well, yeah. you will when you interview Marenzi in a couple of days. You'll well, find out yeah. more. We're going to be, we're doing that tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock my time. So I'm looking forward to that one. So, yep. So we head, we head off to giant stadium. Then you got GWS hosting Hawthorne. Uh, you know, you, you still got, you know, James Sicily out for another, I think he's still out for two more weeks, I believe. Um, I think last week was his first week of his, his suspension, but uh, the giants have been sneaking up the ladder slowly, but surely. Yeah, they're doing well, aren't they? I mean, I was one that thought they'd be near the bottom, but they're really yeah. only half a game and percentage out of the eight right now. They've won four of the last five. Whitfield's back in. He's a good player. And look at their best players from last week. Coniglio, Green, Kelly and Green. Like So they're good players. Uh, they're playing well. Hawks yeah. are terrible against the Blues. So no, 29-point favourite to the Giants. Uh, yeah, I think uh, 
books are terrible without Sicily. So I'll pick the Giants to win by about that. Yeah, I, I, I went with the Giants on this one as well. I just, this is a club that I, I think, you know, having, re, you know, picked up, you know, the, the additional draft capital they got from Richmond in the Toronto, in the Tim Toronto trade, uh, um, I, I think that, that this is a club that's going to fast track themselves back into finals contention pretty quickly. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, I, I think that they're a, a, a fun club to watch, quite frankly. Uh, but we go back to Marvel and interestingly enough, this weekend, there's three games at Marvel and only one at the MCG this weekend. And it's already been played. The MCG is quiet the rest of the weekend. If I, if I read correctly. Yeah. I don't think they play another game at the MCG this weekend. You got St. Kilda hosting Melbourne and it sounds like there's some dysfunction going on at Melbourne right now. Uh, you know, with, with, you know, Clayton Oliver and his hamstring injury and it just, I'm not sure what's happening there. Yeah, something's not right, is it? Obviously, they can't kick goals. I mean, that was that was pretty bad. They've they've only what they kicked five goals, fifteen in the wet in Alice Springs. That was weird, eh? Wet in Alice Springs. Um, Rich is out, and oh, they Benny Brown didn't do too good in the wet, so they're in trouble. You know, they're fifteen and fourteen since their ten and zero start last year after winning the flag. So that yeah, they're not going too well, are they? And no. then the Saints, the Saints only just got over the Eagles. I would love to pick the Saints. I really would, but I don't think so. I think I'm just going to go with the Demons. They're 15 and a half point favorite. But as a bet, here you go. I think the Saints will get within 15 and maybe win. So the Saints yep. to cover that spread is I, will be I one went, of my best bets with Gabe. I went with the Saints on this one. And I just, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if, you know, how do you know, you know Ben Brown is a, is a Coleman medalist? You know he's been playing again. You know he he's not been able to get a lot. You know he's not been able to get many games on the you know with the, with the big side this year. But I mean you still have a Coleman medalist, and you got Jacob Van Ruin who's not playing this week with Fritch out. I mean it's it's I, I I'm really trying to figure out what was happening with the selections there. And I and I, I if, you know if you're a D supporter, I'd love to know what your thoughts are on this because I know Chris Pepper from the Lace Out podcast was. Uh, not real thrilled when he was, you know, kind of getting the idea that Van Ruin wasn't going to be playing, but uh, it's just, it's just interesting that, that the D's are, I, I, like you said, 15 and 14, I don't know what is happening there, you know, is, uh, yeah, this is a, this is an interesting side. Um, I but, think you know, it's going to be like, you think it'd be low scoring, like who's going to kick the goals for the Demons and the Saints? They're not a high-scoring team either. They're defense right. first. So right, right. Yeah, the under over one sixty. I think it'll be low scoring. You think, but who knows? And then you've got uh, Gold Coast heading down to your neck of the woods to play Port Adelaide this weekend, and uh, Tuke Miller's back. And boy, did they lay an egg this week, this past weekend. Oh. I know Took Miller's one of your favorite players, but how disappointing was that? All the build-up, you know, all mm-hmm. the Magpies fans there. I heard some of them got stuck in Melbourne and couldn't get up there. All the fans, don't blame them for wanting to go up there for a holiday, get out of the cold Melbourne winter. But, yeah, that was terrible. Port Adelaide, wow. You never, you never know. They could be due for a letdown. Big Charlie Dixon, 200 games. Hasn't he been a great player? Massive fella. Yeah, if he doesn't mark it. He knocks it down to his forward players. So yeah, I'm a fan of Charlie Dixon. How can I not talk about Houston's amazing goal after the siren? That was one of the best kicks I've ever seen. It was right on his maximum length, but his mm-hmm. size and his ability. So wow, really, really proud of that kid for kicking that goal. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I, I have you watched this morning's game already? No. Okay. I, I, I'm not going to say who I mentioned it earlier today, but I think the goal of the year was kicked in this game this morning. Wow. Yeah. I really, I was just, and, and when I saw it, you know, when I saw it live, I was like, holy shit. But then when I saw it replayed a couple of times, I was, I was stunned that what what this player did and i don't want to say who it is because i don't want to spoil it for you when you watch it but uh no, no you can tell me i'm not no, a fan it, of i'm 
Well, it was, it was, it was, Liam, it was Liam Baker. It was Liam Baker that kicked okay. it. And I was, I was stunned by what, what he, what he, what he did, you know, wow. poking a ball, you know, literally poking a ball out of midair um, just with a toe tap. And it just was, it was not expected and uh, at all. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Well, we head on down to Geelong for the cats hosting the ruse and the cats, you know, again, I think they still they I think they have listed right now their their extended interchange. I don't think they finalized things yet, but uh this is a game where uh um Zach Tui, you know, takes the the record for the most games played by an Irish uh footy player. But you know, the Cats are running out of weeks in order to uh to to get a win uh and to, to get themselves back into the eight because they they've been they've been dysfunctional this year, quite frankly. Well, they were lucky to get away with a draw last oh, week yeah. against the Swans because the Swans kicked six goals, 18. That's disgraceful. Yeah, you cats. I mean, no, they should beat the Kangaroos. They're favoured by 48. Yeah, probably Roos might get a bit closer than that. But, yeah, you guys got to get moving because this battle for the final two spots in that eight is really, really interesting. I'll take the Cats to win, absolutely, because yeah. they hardly ever lose down there at GMHBA. Unless it's unless it's uh, GWS coming there. I mean, right, you know, you, yes. when you look when you look at their run home, and I mentioned it uh, in the earlier part of the the, the podcast. I mean, have you looked at their run home this year and see who they finish up with? Uh, I know they've got a lot yeah. of games that Geelong. Well, they've got yeah, they've got four out of their last seven at home. But they've got after this week, they've got the Bombers, the Lions, the Dockers, Port Adelaide, the Magpies, the Saints, and the Bulldogs. Ooh, well, yeah, if you're good enough to make it, you're gonna right. Exactly. Yes, I said they're gonna they're they're not gonna earn any of those. They're not gonna they're not going to get any of those games. They're gonna have to earn them. That is a tough run home right there for them. So they 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 have got to. Yeah, and I've I've seen this term used a lot. I've never used this term, but they really need to put North Melbourne to the sword and try to boost their percentage as much as they possibly can as well. So, and then we get to your Crows heading to Marvel to face off against the Bombers. And uh, what are you thinking on this one? Because it's uh, you know if it's the Adelaide Oval, it might be a different uh, different outcome. Well. The Crows had a nice win. They covered the spread against the Roos, and I did say that to Gabe last Friday night. They were looking a bit worried at halftime. Rankin kicked five goals. He's played well. But I don't like it when they refer to Rochelle in the same breath as Rankin and Laird and Dawson because, you know, he's all right, but he's still got a long way to go, that young fella, and he's little bit overrated, I think, but I hope I'm sure he's going to be a great fella. That just that annoys me a little bit at times where these media guys always mention the same guys in the breath, you know. But anyway, yeah. um, game one of the games of the week, absolutely. Bombers favoured by three and a half. And what did I say a few weeks ago? I'd never pick the Crows away from Adelaide Oval, but uh-huh. after seeing them after seeing them play against Collingwood at the MCG a couple of weeks ago, I'm going to pick the Crows. I just think it's such a desperate game, and I think if they get the ball first with their on ballers and guys so desperate, yeah, I'm going to pick the Crows. But absolute beauty game, and it will have finals implications probably. Oh, absolutely, and I I I went with the Bombers in this one. Um, I just you know I. I think, you know, being, being at home is going to help them. But as you said, you know, winning, you know, they were competitive against the pies or, you know, at the Adelaide or at the MCG. So this might be the game of the round. I think you put this one right up there with the Bulldogs and the Magpies this weekend. Yeah. 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 And then we get to the last game of the weekend, which is a two forty local time on Sunday morning. For me, I will be sound asleep then, uh, getting up for work about an uh, about an hour and a half into this game because I have to be at work at six that morning. Uh you got the Dockers hosting Carlton. And yeah, uh, another, another good game, isn't it? Dockers favored yeah. by eight and a half. And I don't like to say this, but it's starting to get to the point now which team loses is gonna really make it harder 
before the playoffs, the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, still, still a fair way to go, but look at all those teams in the mix. So I'm going to pick the Dockers only because it's at home. It's definitely a home pick for me. Yeah. Sure, the Blues had a big win over the Hawks, but they're up and down again, and they're on ballers. They're a bit short in the middle. Both right, games right. could go either way, yeah. but I'll, get, I'll lean with the Dockers just. Yeah, I went. I went with Carlton to win this one by five, and I even, you know, I, I even have Kern, Charlie Kernell kicking a goal late in the fourth to win it. So, um, I just, I don't know. I just think Carlton is is a better side right now, and and if they travel well, they're going to get this one. I think. I think, you know, because Fremantle is really has been floundering a little bit lately, and uh, you know, I don't know. I just, ha- I just have a hunch about Carlton. Uh, yeah, and, and you look at it. Charlie Kernow is playing game one hundred in his career, and you think you know you look at what might have been. And and the other one, I forgot to mention this one. Same with Jeremy Finlayson, and I didn't realize that he don't. This was only his one hundredth game this week too. I mean, he he looks like he's about thirty seven, <laughs> yeah. but it's just you know yeah. it's you know it's. Uh, I just I I don't know. I just I just think even though I have that grudge against the Blues, I I I think the Blues are going to are going to get this and start to try to make themselves relevant again. Um but as you said, this is kind of a toss up here. So, well, I'm just looking, you and I we've gone four different picks. I uh-huh. went for I went for one underdog, the Crows, and you went for three underdogs. So, I believe that that's right. You went for Saints as a dog, the Dogs as a dog, the Blues as a dog. Yep. So yeah, we've got yeah. four different. That could be well, really interesting. Well, and 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 let's let's be honest. I I never, I never pick the underdogs in games, do I? <laughs> well, you picked the Suns last week against no, the Magpies. I know. No, I was. You, you you evidently did not pick up on the sarcasm <laughs> that I was throwing down there. But yes, it was. Uh, it is. Uh, yeah, I I I don't know. I I'm. I just I just think we're we're getting into crunch time. You know, both of our you know the clubs that we support, the one that you've supported, you know, most of your life, the one I've been supporting in recent years, are in a position. You know. I'd take Adelaide's position over the cats right now, quite frankly, but uh, you know, to play finals, but things have to happen for that to occur. Um, But what else this week is jumping out at you that maybe, you know, we haven't uh, that we need to discuss that, that we haven't uh, discussed as of yet. And then we'll jump into where we get your, uh, or we, you know, find all of your material where people can check that out as well. Well, probably, I'm pretty happy that the Crows have exceeded my expectations this year. Obviously, I'm not that happy that Port Adelaide is sitting up on the top of the ladder with Collingwood. But, you know, if the Crows lose this week in Melbourne at Marvel against the Bombers, I'll be dirty. I'll be dirty on them for two or three weeks because uh-huh. I believe that they have a better lineup, they have better talent, they're deeper. They've hardly got any injuries, and that is key. I mean, one reason the Crows is doing well is because they've only got Doc Doherty and maybe one or two others out injured. So that's key. So I'll be really, really upset if they don't win against the Bombers, who I think are up and down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, <clears throat> I, I, you know, and I, I, I didn't see, you know what? And now that I think about it, and I probably, uh, I probably should have gone with the Crows, but I've already you know announced in the first half of the episode that I was going with uh, with uh, the Bombers here. But uh, I don't think Sam Draper's back this week, so you know Riley O'Brien could have a field day this week. Yes, he got best player last week. I, I he's okay. He's not as good as some of our past great ruckmen at the Crows, but he's yeah. a real battler. Absolutely is. He's, he's, what about uh, what about Grundy? They, they were dissing Grundy again this week. Like that really hasn't worked out. Him and Gorn together. Like I really found that a strange um, get by the demons. And the other mm-hmm. one, Rory Lobb. I thought those those two were like really. Surely you could do better and get some on bowlers compared to Grundy at the demons and Rory Lobb at the Bulldogs. But hey, I'm no list manager. I'm no coach. I'm just giving my well, opinion, right? 
And I think I think Rory Lobb's problems, you can stem it back to I think he did he not didn't he dye his hair back to its natural color? No. Oh. So he's you know, nice, he, yeah, so he you know, he no longer <laughs> he no longer looks like a you know a, a henchman, you know, henchman number three in a, in one of the James Bond films, you know, that he just <laughs> I just you know I expect him to if he ever gets the chance to, you know, to to meet uh, Sylvester Stallone, he's gonna walk up to him and go, You will lose. <laughs> if he dies he dies <laughs> so Mick, before before we wrap up man uh it's been it's been a it's been a long week and it's only thursday this week okay i don't i don't go back to work until sunday so i'm really looking forward to having tomorrow off and uh yeah my big shopping trip today was going out and buying some ben gay for my shoulders that's uh that was my really exciting trip to the drugstore today to <laughs> right. you know, and and you know you doing what you do you you certainly deal with you know having to move lots of heavy things here and there and everywhere as well so but uh where can people find your work sir it's um mickozzy.tv that's m y k a u s s i e dot tv uh, edmonton cricket tv on youtube and facebook that's our new show weekly and obviously tomorrow night, as we always say, on Sports Grid TV at 8.25 Eastern with Gabe Renzi. And good luck tomorrow when you interview Gabe because I've said this before, but he went out on the limb about eight years ago and his bosses were kind of wondering, what are you doing talking Aussie football? But he did. And uh -huh. Gabe and I have talked. We have talked Aussie football every round. For the past eight years, talking the news and the tips. Well, he had a couple of weeks off when he might be on holidays, which he hardly ever takes. But right, right. better hand it to Gabe because we're the only ones that talk AFL on proper TV and radio in US. So uh, I really hope you have a great interview with him. And he does love the game and he watches it late at night and bets on it. And he follows it and loves it. So good should deal. be a good interview for you. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've got a couple. I think some. You know, some good questions to ask him. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to ask him if he can reach out to you know Pat McAfee and have his show unblock me on Twitter. I won't. I'm that 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 water that 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 water has gone under that bridge, or you know. So I'm not. I'm not going to. Uh, not going to go there. But uh, that ship has sailed. Whatever euphemism you want to use. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. He just, you know, he's. He's a passionate sports sports fan, uh, and I'm really I yeah. He has shown you know he's talked about his frustration with baseball, and I really wanted to you know to touch on that and dig into seeing what his thoughts are now that you know we're basically halfway through the baseball season to see if he still has as much frustration for what's going on in the game as I do because I mean I looked at I looked at the all the all star rosters for this year. And again, I'm, you know, I've not, I grew up on the game. I've not watched a game, a game in three years now. <clears throat> I didn't recognize at least half the names on the all-star teams. Which yeah, is scary. Well, this is, this is what I've said it before, but this is where Gabe's smart. Like a lot of these media guys in the U.S. right now, they call it the dog days of summer, uh -huh. but not Gabe. He's talking AFL with me. I talk CFL with him. He'll talk any sport all around the world. So, right, right. Um, he really does cover it. And he admits it. He's a chronic gambler. But, hey, he's, he makes a lot of money, good money at his job with Sports Grid. So he's converted his gambling addiction into a full-time job. So at least he admits it. And, you know, I, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a... It's an interesting game. You've got to be very careful betting, right? It's, yeah, you yeah. can lose your money. I'm not here to promote betting, but by me giving AFL and CFL and NFL picks on Sports Grid because they are focusing on sports betting, hey, it's helped me keep on the show. So, you know, I hardly bet. I bet a little bit, not much. But, you know, Gabe's converted it into a full-time job and, he does well, especially his Absolutely. late night show as well. Yeah, yeah. So I do. I, I maybe you have one game that I'm going to guess you have not brought up with him yet, and maybe it's one that you guys should explore. Have you heard of Have you heard of Moto Ball? Let me take a guess. Uh, 
is that where it's NFL style and they basically fight? No, no, no. no. It is. It's basically soccer on motorcycles. I, I, like, sh- I shit you not. <laughs> I shit you not. They play. There's. There is. It's called. It's. It's called motoball. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Well, you could. You imagine. <laughs> You could imagine hooking up the handlebars with another motorbike. You'd go ass up pretty <laughs> bad, wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I, I don't know how you would call off sides in that, but yes, you know, so I'm, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> up to date on on the uh, on the motorball rules, but I know it's as it says it's it's played only in Europe, uh, France, Germany, Holland, Lithuania, Belarus, Ukraine, and Russia, where there's a, there's actually a professional motorball league in Russia. I remember seeing that when I was a kid. There's professional motoball in Russia. What are they on, like trial bikes, the dirt bikes, or something yeah. like that? Are they? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, it's. It's one that you, you, I've watched videos of it. I remember seeing it when I was a kid, and just it looked like one of those crazy, crazy things that you know, probably what a lot of people when they first saw Aussie Rules football for the first time. And and again. Granted, no motorcycles involved in that, but uh, it is just, it's a, it's a, it's a wild, wild looking sport, man. So, uh, well, Gabe, Gabe will bet on Chinese table tennis or Filipino table tennis. <laughs> he likes to bet on a lot of stuff. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, before we go, what is your word of wisdom for this week? Oh, wow. Obviously, if you're with a partner, and you're getting a little bit on and you're getting a little bit of nakedness going on. So whether you're with a female, a male, an alien, or an AI creature, just be careful. Tell them to put their cell phone away. But if they have a phone embedded into their head, then you're in real trouble, aren't you? Yes, you are. I'm 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 glad you kind of stopped with aliens and uh and AI and did not branch out any further into that because it was about to get it was about to get weird. Uh <laughs> well, hey, Mick. hey, whatever, whatever takes your fancy, anything goes these days, right? Oh my goodness. I, I why do I have a feeling that this this episode is about to get banned from all of the different platforms? <laughs> I didn't say anything wrong. I no, said I, whatever takes your fancy. I wasn't no, against anyone. I know. I, no, I I know you did. I know you did. But I uh, I I also the first half of the episode it sounded as though I was a uh, one of the keynote speakers at a urologist's convention as well. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's scary though, and I I hope. Uh, I hope these players' reputations don't get ruined, especially right. if it's a lot of fake stuff. It's pretty yeah. crazy and sad. I mean, imagine if you were a really famous actor or something and you you get a nice, beautiful girl back to your room and she's got a camera embedded in her head. Like, it was getting scary, man. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, we're – I just uh, – I uh, – yeah, Julian Assange is thinking this is not what I had in mind when they when they came up with uh, Wikipedia or with uh, <laughs> yeah with all of this um, yeah. So, well, hey man, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just uh, close this up here because we could uh, we could uncover more than we want to uncover here. Uh, so, hey Mick, I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope you en- enjoy the footy this weekend. I'm hoping to- I'm going to catch a couple more games this weekend than I typically do, uh, especially the last few weeks because of my schedule. I'm watching a lot of things on delay. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, wish you all the best. All right. And I think Dan Houston did put his mouth guard in his socks, so maybe I'm wrong. Have a great weekend. There man. you go, man. You bet. Cheers. All right, Mick. Hey, thanks so very much, man, for coming on. I know we've had you know kind of a screwy schedule the last couple of weeks with my work schedule, uh, mornings, evenings, that sort of thing. So I appreciate that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you'll have to let me know where I'm right or wrong on my tips. I'm probably wrong on a lot of them because I've been wrong on a lot of them quite a bit lately. I do hope you'll look out for one another. Check up on your friends. Reach out to them. Go get that coffee. Go have a beer. Make sure they're okay. And tell them if you're not okay. Reach out to somebody. Talk to someone if you need to. And ladies and gentlemen, remember you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can subscribe to the mailing list. 
That way, new episodes, when they come out, they'll be in your inbox fairly quickly after it's been released, usually within about 10 minutes. If you love the podcast, you can leave a review. Even if you don't care for the podcast, you can leave a review there as well. I, I, I appreciate your frankness, your honesty, and you know, letting me know what could be better, letting me know what you enjoy. Uh, I do have a, a, a couple of interviews uh, in the works. I had one I was supposed to be doing this morning, which I'm going to be doing tomorrow morning. I'm really excited about this one. This is a really big name in uh, sport here in North America. Can't wait to bring this one to you early next week. Um, if you want to help out the podcast, uh, you can certainly do that. You can click on the Buy Me a Coffee button over on my website. Um, you can check out my store storefront uh, up there as well, my Redbubble page. I've got a couple new designs there. Uh, if you've got an idea for an ideal guest, I would love for you to leave me a note uh, there as well. You can reach me by email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can find it Yank on the Footy Podcast on Facebook at Yank underscore on, on Twitter. I am on Instagram. I am on uh, Facebook as well. Just look for Craig Wessels. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so very much for the continued kind words and support. I do hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family. And as always, may your dribble kick never hit that post. I will catch you later. And by the way, I think Liam Baker just won goal of the year this morning. That was one hell of a kick. All right, ladies and gents, talk to you soon. This has been episode 275 of Yank on the Footy. Again, thanks for listening, everyone. And please share the episode with your friends and family and share the podcast. Send them a link to the website. I would appreciate it. That'd be such a huge help to the show. And until next time, goodbye.